What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is New Jersey rapper, producer, and DJ Brain Orchestra. We spoke about Batman, growing up playing real-time strategy and role-playing games, The Black Cauldron, myths about life in New Jersey, how playing instruments influenced his beat making, turning his love of rap into a business, and the creative process behind a handful of his projects, including his latest album, Big Brain. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Uh, welcome back. Real Notes is... It's been back. I don't know why I'm treating it like I'm just starting every time, <laughs> but like now nah, we're back. We're here. Shit is shit is lit. We're 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 going in. Um, Dylan Dylan Green Cinema Sci. I, I do a lot of shit. This is one of those things. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a brisk day out here in Long Island. I, I don't know. I um, but you know we're uh we're cooling and we got somebody we got somebody super duper fire on the shit today. This guy's a rapper producer. He's a He's a um he's a he's he's a force out here, son. Rapper, producer, DJ, fucking all sorts of shit. Like just like playing 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 fucking venues, playing people's backyards and in little in little um what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, gazebos and shit. Like yeah. <laughs> I want I, I, I watched this man fucking I watched this man do a fucking DJ set from a fucking gazebo over the summer. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, you know, like businessman, music person, good dude. We got brain orchestra in the fucking building today. What's good, bro? Thank you for coming on, first and foremost. I appreciate you. Like <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for the for the amazing intro. <laughs> Nah, we have fun over here, son. Glad, glad to, glad to be here for real. Oh man, yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been beautiful to see you doing your thing, especially you know, like someone from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I feel like most people know that at this point. Like, I just, it just, it's just incredible to see someone from like right around my area, even like more to be even more specific, just be going crazy the way you've been going crazy. So yeah, just like congrats on everything because you've been going hard the last like year and a half in particular. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you, bro. That, it means a lot that you notice that for real. Yeah. Like, how could I not, <laughs> you know, like, um, so yeah, let me, so, so let me ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on. Uh, what was the last movie or TV show you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Oh man. Last movie or TV show that I saw that I have a strong opinion about like a good or a bad strong opinion. E either, either one. Um, that, uh, that Justice League movie, the really long the ones. <laughs> How'd you like <laughs> Shit was long as shit. Yeah. But it was interesting to see, like, uh, that take on the, on that universe, you know? Shit was a little bit more hardcore, and, and the, the story was pretty on point, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm a, I'm a Batman fan, you know? I'm right. Marvel all day, but I fuck with Batman. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Respectfully, Batman's the shit. So, 
Right. Uh, that movie, it, it, it was interesting to see like Batman in such a hardcore, like he always hardcore, but that's like the hardcore <laughs> you think about, like, oh, he like breaking people's necks and shit. He like, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, Batman ain't just knocking people out, bro. Right. Hands on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure in the original version, I like I think he killed at least three people. Like I think he like just like just like straight kicked people off a roof. Right. Murdered them. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, let's go. This is what it should look like. Cause that then that made me, you know, that made me think about certain video games. I'm like, damn, imagine like a live action of like a video game like World of Warcraft. Like people really getting bodied by magic. <laughs> Some crazy right. Shit. And, and yo, and they made a Warcraft movie, and it wasn't good. It like like, like it looked cool, but it wasn't good. It, it was, was not good, you know. Because I I'm, when I was younger, you know, my best friend he played it, so I hopped on for a bit, and it was interesting, you know. So all throughout my life, it was a game that I was like, keep my head up to. I'm like, where this shit is, this one of those that changed everything. But you know, to put right. it just to put it in perspective of like how a movie, you know, could like change. The outlook of like that universe, you know, it's not just people getting their ass beat. It's like real life, you know what I mean? So, uh, that's facts. You, you you ever play um you ever play any of the newer Batman games, like the Arkham games? Yeah, I've played them. Uh, again, uh, my best friend he he had them um, um, on his PlayStation, so I, I would pull up sometimes and play that shit uh, when I would come over to go over to his crib, smoke weed and shit. Yeah, those games are sick. You know they. They'd like leveled up, you know what I mean? We're, we're gaming on those, you know? So, yeah. It's really interesting, a good take on Batman and just a great game, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, nah, I like, I liked, um, I think Arkham City. Um, I think that's the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one was always my favorite of the three. Just like, I just, just like just like the fighting system in particular was just always so dope to me and like just to see every other action game of the last like decade or like the last like even like yeah yeah it's been about a decade like see just like those those three games just did so much to change the way people like make action games like that and assassin's creed like jesus that's 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 a fact because i think batman took like what assassin's creed was doing but like took it to another level in the game world like when when it came to batman honestly right yeah because i've been because i've been playing um i've been running through ghost of tsushima um the new game plus joint and i just like just just like seeing the way it feels and like doing like the little parkour running and like the combat like it's just like this really just feels like the child of fucking batman and assassin's creed like this shit is beautiful and i've only played that game like two three times and it's like it's incredible like shit looks it looks so good like plays crazy yeah no nah, i'm fucking with it a lot i'm trying to i'm trying to beat it before i go back to anything else because yeah. <laughs> like I, I got like i got like six more games on deck games are becoming like books for me yeah i got, no, I got like a really. pile of them <laughs> there's, like, there's so much content that it's crazy i've been playing uh divinity original sin 2 oh like, how's that it's fire it's just like a dope turn-based like uh, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons situation, but on my off time, I like I like playing turn-based strategy games like that. It's like super. You got to think like real hard, really like plan. And I've always liked turn-based games. You know, Pokemon, Final Fantasy, and shit. Like as a right. kid. So yeah, that's a game that's like a book. It's like you're going through like a whole story, and 
there's like hours of shit. Games definitely are on some on a level like that where it's like yo, you're watching, you're playing through a long film. Like, yeah, basically, it's it's pretty sick. Right, I like that a lot. There was um, I don't, I don't, I don't really bang with too much turn-based strategy these days. But there was this one game called Valkyria Chronicles that I really, I, I didn't finish it, but it was like a, it was like a weird mix of like a first person it it was like a third person shooter and a real-time strategy game like rolled into one where like you where like you had like a whole battalion of like you you have like a whole battalion of like different people with different skills and everyone would like move across a board and then you like when you get to the space you would like it it was it was crazy i like i like i mean i'm definitely an mmo rpg dude but um always been but um definitely love a good turn-based game that's gonna get me thinking like for real for real right i i i I always wonder what a batman mmo would be like well i mean like they've made like dc universe mmos before yeah but that shit was like whatever yeah (laughs) i mean if they i mean if they gave it like time they can make it crazy you know mmos with like superheroes are like it just sounds like it would be a given you know what i mean it's right you got so many good NPCs in line. <laughs> you could make that shit go crazy. You ever you ever play uh uh there was one called City of Heroes that was pretty big back in the day. You ever play City I of Heroes? City of Villains. Ah, see, yeah, yeah, right. I forgot I forgot that. You played City, City of Heroes, Heroes a bit, but Villains was crazy because you could do like the bank heist and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That shit was different. We were like, yo, because at that time, you're like, yo, what the fuck? This shit is crazy. (laughs) Coming from WoW, you know, like, we played vanilla WoW, like, old school shit, like, real real hard body MMO shit. So it was interesting at the time to see different versions of that coming out, you know? Now Mm -hmm. it's, they're like the blueprint, you know? And at that time, people were just trying to keep up. So there were some good games like that that got lost in the mix, like, Right. Yeah. Like that whole like I feel like uh, I feel like wow, Diablo and like Starcraft were kind of like the those were the three that everybody was trying to run after for a little bit. Pieces of like the way those games operate is definitely present in like all MMOs. Like it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah, like I just, I just, I just hope they don't do Diablo and StarCraft like they did Warcraft because that movie was just so fucking bad. I'm so yeah. I, I, like, like I saw, I remember seeing it. I, I screened it because um I was writing for somebody at the time and I just like saw it for free and I was like, I was mad. I like left angry. <laughs> like yeah, why, why did you do this? You're watching it and you're like, this is corny as hell because they oh. was trying to. I mean, they were trying to appease to such a big audience. Hmm. Like, you know, definitely want to see a hardcore Warcraft movie, though. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Nah, I and and like I was even madder because I liked um, I like the guy who made it. The guy who directed it is um, I think his name is Duncan Jones. He made this. He made two really crazy movies. He made a moon and Uh, source code. Source code is is crazy. I've seen that in a very long time. Yeah, me either. But I remember really enjoying it. And like I saw Moon pretty recently within like the last couple of years again. And like to me, one of the best sci-fi movies of the last like 20 years. Shit's incredible. Um Straight everybody up. should see Moon. Like <laughs> nah, where it's funny you bring up sci-fi because the actual movie, the last actual movie I saw saw 
Because now that I think about it, you said sci-fi was gravity. Oh and shit! I watched that movie plenty of times, but it came up. It was on HBO, and um, I'm like going through shit to see because I couldn't. The COVID shit, I couldn't sleep. Honestly, like I couldn't go to bed. So oh damn! I was like, let me watch a fucking let me watch a movie. And I saw that. I was like, damn, I haven't seen this in a while. That movie is something different. I think yeah. that's that's definitely one of my favorite movies, but there's a lot of reasons why, you know. What are some of those reasons? Um The main reason is that like it show it's like it's a real vulnerable like movie. It really shows like how fucked you would be if you were in space and some shit like that happened, bro. Like, I don't think it really, and that shit goes like, that shit's like in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it turns up. Like, they don't even give you a chance. They don't give no backstory. They just like, nah, let's just start it off with some insane shit happening that nobody could really, not, like, fucking 99.9% of people can't relate to because it's in space. So that shit, you know, I watch movies like that, and I'm like, damn, like, this shit is, this shit is OD because then it makes me think, like, beyond the character like yeah it's just a movie but you're thinking about it like damn like how would i think if this shit was happening right now you know right. what i'm saying like what the fuck would i be thinking about if i got detached from my spaceship and i'm like flipping in, <laughs> in space you yeah. know and then it's just a bunch of things in that movie she gets saved and shit and has like you know like all that shit just kind of keeps you on the edge of your uh seat like damn like it's one of those movies where, you know, you watch a movie and sometimes you're like, whatever about it. That's a movie where you're like, yo, I want this motherfucker to make it back. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I feel this you. Lady needs to make it back. Like, she needs to. <laughs> There's way too much unfortunate shit happening. She got to make it back. Right. So, you know, that, See, that, I... that, that was definitely, and, you know, the soundtrack is pretty OD. Yeah, it's when, crazy. When there is, when there is music. You know, it's interesting when they decide to add it or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like I remember when I saw because I saw that like when it came out in IMAX, which is like to me, yeah, I yeah. like like <laughs> I could never I, I could never watch that shit on a regular screen, bro. Like, it's just, like it just ruined Different. it. Like it's because like because yeah. because like it's beautiful to look at and like. And 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 like you mentioned, the soundtrack with the sound design is just crazy because obviously like, there's no yeah like there's no sound in space, so they really play with that a lot. And um and and just and just like and so like seeing like the shit impact the space station and like the meat and, and, and like the asteroid explodes yeah. and there's no noise like that's just like oh my <laughs> goodness like I feel like I'm in a spacesuit like I'm just like this is this POV I'm just a part of this shit like I'm the right. flying space watching this shit. <laughs> and like i got every like i got everything you got just from um because because it was george clooney and sandra bullock like i got everything you got from sandra bullock's whole character and her situation like just from the just yeah, from like all the george, technical aspects like and george clooney's funny like really he's always witty so i remember when i seen it i was like what a good role for this for this character like george clooney like this guy's a fucking <laughs> he's so like unintentionally like witty and funny yeah he's just like a cowboy in space in this movie like, shit. Like, yeah I mean, <laughs> his tone of voice and like what he decides to say and it also shows you how like important a job like that is because like he's very like his character is very stern on to like what the mission is 
Right. He doesn't give you a chance to like think about like what ifs. He's just like, yo, you have to do this shit or like, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I like this shit. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it just like plays with your head a little bit. Right. Nah, I like that. Like it's almost uh, like it would like it was like. It was like a movie you would watch at like Six Flags or something to me, but they like added a little more story to it to make it like, like a, a movie movie. Yeah, exactly. Chair shaking and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit get on lit. I like, like movies like that though. Like movies that uh, people are in like survival mode. Like I've always liked survival mode movies where like that, that are like kind of psychological. Interstellar. Right. But that's a whole nother like type of like that yeah. shit. That shit's OD, but it's, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, you know. And then a forty-seven, forty-six meters deep or whatever. I don't know if you ever heard. Of oh, that. oh yeah, a uh, uh, forty-seven meters down the joint where he's in. Oh, yes. they're in the Arctic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of shit. I like that shit because I'm like, this shit could happen. Right. Like, right. I acted like this won't happen to somebody. <laughs> And that movie, that was just another one where it fucks with your head. Like when 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 the whole movie wraps around, you're like, oh nah. Like <laughs> these bitches were just tripping the whole time. Right. You 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 know you know which one I think. Um, my favorite one of those is this movie called Open Water. You ever see Open Water? Yes. Yo, Open Water. Like for anybody listening. Serious. Very Yo. serious. So, like, for anybody who doesn't know, like, open water is about these two. It's about, like, I think, like, a husband and wife or, like, a couple something, whatever. Like, they're, um, they're fucking, like, on some sort of expedition in the sea. And the boat they're with leaves them in the water. And it's just, like, they, like, 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 yeah, like, peace. <laughs> they just get left. And it's just, like, them in the water for, like, I think it's over the course of, like, a couple of days or maybe, like, a week or some shit. And just, like. And, and like one of them gets hypo, <laughs> right? Like one of them gets hypothermia. One of them gets their leg bit off by a shark, and it's just like yeah. them in the water. The whole it's it's like it's like I pull that up on the tab to watch that after this because <laughs> that that shit is crazy. You're watching Yo. it like oh nah. <laughs> that shit really had me scared of being in the being in the ocean for like years, bro. Like, that's, that's like trailer. Some, like shit. that's like some space shit because we don't know nothing about the sea for real, for real. Like right, and, and, and what we do know about at surface level when you're on a boat is fucked anyway. Like by the time you find out was below, like you're done. Right. Up so it's already scary as shit to take chances like that. But I mean, yeah. That that is yeah, man. Open sea is definitely some scary shit. I've been on a boat, um, pretty far out to the point where you're not, you can't see land. Yeah, me too. And shit you're is. like, and you're like, oh nah. Like you feel isolation for real, and you even though in the back of your head you're like, oh, I'm like a mile away, two miles away, whatever from from land or safety. You just that shit's in the back of your head. You're like, yo, son. Ain't nobody out here, but the tranquility is lit, you know. That shit. Right. Nah. It's it's like like the isolation could be both good and bad, but at the same time, it's a difference between swimming a mile and walking a mile type yep. shit. Like yep. <laughs> you know, it, like that's it matters what's going on. Like you know, I w- we wasn't on an expedition and like that type of shit. You know, we was just like riding around. So right, you have a little bit more of a sense of security. But um, definitely in the back of your head, you like imagine, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, <what if? laughs> 
Yeah, like, like how could you, how could you not? Like, just um, smacked by a whale. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, just like just like the one day that like the giant squid decides to like breach the surface and just pull your ass down. Like, <laughs> that shit on TikTok and nothing. You need proof. <laughs> like, you need, <laughs> you need proof, man. For real, like, <laughs> uh, what's it called? So like you, I, like, like I, like I love the base. Uh, like like I love the base that you have with film already, especially off the survival mode tip, because those are those like that's a particular kind of movie that I feel like. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was one more thing I wanted to bring up before I move on. You ever see Hardcore Henry before? Yes. Yes, I have. That shit okay. is interesting. OK, that, OK, that's how I know you're my guy. Like, I I don't know many people who've seen Hardcore Henry. I, um, Because when I seen that shit, on the trailer on YouTube, I'm like the first person movie. Like this like, is different. <laughs> <laughs> like this is up my alley i'm already playing games like this i'm trying to see this shit in real life and then when they put it in that like um field of view where you know what i mean his arms is filled i'm just like this is genius bro this it was crazy he was um anybody up so. yeah for <laughs> real like he, he was it was on some shit it was like um because i took me and my partner went to go see that in the um when we saw it at uh, one of the joints in the city at um the Empire 25 in Times Square where they had like the they had like the 4D theater. So like yeah. seeing hardcore Henry in 4D with the shaking seats and shit. Different. Oh my yeah, god. It's like you're playing like, a big video game. Basically. <laughs> and you're just OP. You're just bothering <laughs> everybody for three for two hours. Right, just like they put on, they put on, um, they put on the Queen music, and he's just like kicking people down the escalate. Like I was, I was, I was in heaven for like two hours. That shit was beautiful. But, Sorry, well, my Wi-Fi cut for like two seconds. What happened? Oh no, no, oh, no! I was just saying that um, they put on the Queen song, and he just like kicked bro down the escalator, and I was just yeah, that's like, just, like loses it, like yes. <laughs> Like that was like like I wish everybody could have seen that movie the way I saw that movie. It was just it was yeah. just beautiful. Nah, hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, like so like for you, like what's the like what's the first movie experience you could remember having? Like whether it was like at the theater, like your cousin's house, like a friend's house, like whatever the fuck. Like oh. like like what's the earliest memory you have of seeing a movie? Wow, this is a question that I feel like I didn't know needed to be asked, but I, it would, you know. Um, <laughs> Bro, on some real shit, watching the movie Kids at, like, eight years old. Oh, at eight years old? Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Basically, <laughs> uh, me and my older brother, we, we, you know, when we were young, like, babies until, like, four, like, five, like, five-ish years old, we would get babysat or taken care of by, like, this family friend that, you know, um, just took care of a lot of people's kids that we knew because, um, like, you know, being Portuguese in Jersey, right, there's, like, certain areas where, like, a lot of Portuguese people just know each other. That's just a because fact. Of, like, you know what I mean? Just because of, like, family or area. And it's just like anything, any other culture, like, you're going to find your, you know, you're going to find your, your, your people, your tribe, and end up, politicking and shit so this one lady was just cool with mad people she knew my parents you know her husband was my dad's homie at one point so they took care of us and shit like that and 
after a while we got like we're best friends with their kids because it was like the same age bracket but they had like an older older siblings like a couple years older than my brother so we would just be chilling at the house playing like virtual fighter on playstation 2 and shit like bugging you know what i'm saying we were already like, oh friends type shit and we just always shenanigans together so we stole you know uh their older brother's um vhs of kids you know r.i.p my boy drigo uh yeah we fucking we we took his vhs and watched that shit <laughs> and it was just really crazy and i think you know as at eight years old like you know at the time of watching it i'm sure i was like oh this shit is nuts like whatever you know i can't remember all the way that back sometimes for with certain right. events it's more like brown spots like i remember the scene I could remember watching with my brother and uh, Brian and Steven, those were the two homies, was uh, the Langless dude on the skateboard, you know, and asking mm. for change. Like, I vividly remember that scene and the scene of the uh, them fighting and shit. So, I, yeah, that was, like, my first real, like, whoa, like, this is a film? Like, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah, well, you know, like... Nah, sorry. What were you saying? Like, this is like a movie day. Like, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? So now I'm older. I'm like, yeah, we were fucked up for watching that. <laughs> <laughs> we were fucked up for watching that shit. Yo. Yeah, like. Yeah, it grew up fast as hell after that shit. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say, like, the fact that you walked away only remembering the only remembering the fight scene and shit like i was like damn like i'm happy that's all you could remember because like the I'm rest sure, of that I'm yeah. sure what I saw, like affected me growing up right probably yeah right but yeah from what i can remember as an adult it's like just scenes but now that i think about it i'm like damn we really was like 11, 12 years old, we already fucking knew a bunch of shit we wasn't supposed to know about doing shit we wasn't supposed to be doing, so. Right. Yeah, I w- I'm trying to remember. How old was I when I first saw Kids? I think I was, I must have been somewhere between, like, 13 and 16 years old when I first saw Kids. Yeah, and, and that's like, what, I'm going to be real, that's, sorry, it might sound controversial, that's a great age to watch that film. Right? Oh, hell yeah. No, no, I watch agree. That shit, <laughs> like, set you straight, bro. Don't watch <laughs> I ain't trying to pull a cast, bro. Nobody is. Like, hell no. Because there's sick bucks out there, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Nah, like, that was... I've seen the predatory shit. So, like, in high school, you see... You you just remember that movie, like... Damn, they was not lying. Like, shit is fucking crazy. Like... Yeah. Especially urban environment. I know that was New York, but, you know, you know, Elizabeth, Newark, like, it's kind of like those hubs kind of carry that city life weight of just living in a city you know right so right and i feel i feel like that's one thing like real quick sidebar that's one thing people don't i feel like that's one thing people don't get about jersey you know like people people think that most of jersey is just like all suburbs and like even like even like in the suburbs there's like little like mini hoods depending on where you're at and and then like like and like and they're like, never mind, never mind places like Elizabeth and Newark. Like, you know, like that's 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 a whole different conversation. It's yeah, just, like, yeah, I'm not uh, gonna go to East Orange suburbs, bro. Like, like, come on, <laughs> that's just a fact. You're not gonna go to South Ward, Newark, like suburbs by the looks of it, but not by the actions of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, <laughs> it's really like the, I was talking. Um, I was talking earlier about this with someone that like uh 
just like hubs are very important. I actually was talking to a bunch of people while it was happening, but like the hubs of where you're from and especially a city like that, it's important, like especially Jersey, you know, like musically, you know, Jersey club and just, just cultural balance in general. It really, uh, it's really uh, something that people don't see, you know, and of course, South Jersey beaches and shit, you know what I mean? But right, yeah, they don't even they don't even know the experience of being in like a city like Elizabeth or Newark. Like you go, you go past Rawway, people wonder why the fuck you out there in Edison or whatever. Right, I'm like, bro, it's like twenty minutes away, but it's like real different when people aren't growing, and it's just conditioning, you know, in certain conditions of what a city is, you know, the school system, like. The policing system, the yeah. employment, like all of that shit, you know. So, right, cause like I'm Jersey as hell, but I'm I learned everything in North Jersey. You know, I went to South Jersey to fucking tan and eat some fucking cotton candy on a boardwalk and shit. Like, I right, never, I had never seen a situation happen like the way I would out around our way. You know. Uh huh. Totally. Like you know, like and even and even going to a place like Montclair where I'm from, like you know, like I was. Yeah, like, like, just like, so Montclair is Montclair is like relatively one of the more nicer places in our area. But there's, but, 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 like, but like they got cuts out in Montclair oh, that yeah, people, the that people don't be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't get caught slipping. Any pocket in any city in North Jersey, like, just do not get slipping. Okay, caught slipping because there's certain areas you're just not supposed to be at. Like, yeah, facts. In every city, Montclair. Rawway, even Rawway, like people be yeah. trying to shit on Rawway. There's parts of Rawway where you're not going to find me. Linden or nah. Roselle, like no. <laughs> and Roselle, that's that's a prime example. You know, and I got hella homies in Roselle. I be in Roselle, but not like, you know what I'm saying? I don't be out there type shit because that's a right, suburb right. where you turn on the wrong block and you in the wrong suburb, my boy. Like it's like, it's real different out there, you know? Like, right. And yeah, and yeah, like the only reason I bring up Montclair is because, because, like, because, like, even, because, like, even in a town that's like, that's like relatively as nice as it is, like, there's like, like, it, like, it's divided into sections, like most towns are. And like, I spent most of my time living on South End. And like, and, and like for the school, like, you, you, you know, like, uh, um, you mentioned, you mentioned the school systems and shit. Like, we had a magnet school system. So you, so you, so you could go to whatever school you want depending on what you want from the school but and then like everybody met at the high school but like they would not send like um um, they wouldn't send like the charter like the cheese buses they wouldn't send cheese buses to the south end so like my parents so so like so so like you either had to you either had to hop that nj transit you had to get a ride from a parent or you're walking to school son like it's one of those three things i was telling people (laughs) like what like you know I used to live in downtown Elizabeth, and then my parents moved towards Elmora Hills by Elmora. They bought a crib and shit. But majority of schools in Elizabeth, high schools, middle schools, are in like the smack middle of urban areas, like Elizabeth Avenue, by the train station, downtown. So like walking home, like yeah, we ain't have a. They was not giving no bus for Elizabeth High School. You wild. It's like ten thousand, twenty thousand kids. Like so many. <laughs> students they do not have buses for that shit they barely got buses for the young for the young kids right i like, walk home i was like saying like yeah yeah 
Yeah, because like, because yeah, like Montclair High, I um, I graduated with a class of five thousand kids. You know, like and like, yeah, and and yeah, like and like they just started sending buses like high school buses to my like to like me and like Kyle like shout out to Kyle like me and Kyle's area like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like like we got no buses as kids like and you know like you know, like I was lucky enough to like have one of my parents around to drive me in the morning but like usually we walk home it would be like me the homie Spencer the homie Kyle the homie Solomon like shout out to all the homies like shout out to Jarris all of us like we, we we would walk from the high school back to the south end like every day like yeah. that was that was that was the reality of it it's like nord too like nord's like certain areas got the good a nice school system and shit like that buses and then 90 percent of the rest of it is like they people gotta walk to school get rides like all this other shit yeah like like i'm happy it got fixed but like come on yo like we were really like like yeah people people yeah yeah like i remember i remember going like i would go to school with like my parents would give me money for the bus tickets. I, you just go and get the sheets of NJ Transit bus tickets every day. Like, <laughs> there you go. And I was I always wonder like, what are you doing with our bus ticket money? Like, what's that going towards? Like, you just like go to some like room and just like here's the tickets. Like, <laughs> you was really flexing with the yearly pass. <laughs> I never had the yearly pass. That's crazy. Uh, that's that's I would get months. I would get months pass sometimes when I would need to. That's when fire. Pass. <laughs> well that was like i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy we just had a little jersey detour there that made me smile <laughs> um what's it called um but like you mentioned like you kind of mentioned that kids had you just like had you thinking about shit different and like not even just like in general like, like in life terms but even in like movie terms like were there any like, like as you got older were there any other movies that kind of made you like really stop and think about like this is a film in a way that like kids did or like like, like was there anything that like yeah I, I just asked the question there yeah I'm I'm talking too much. <laughs> no no you're good you're good <laughs> uh, Truman Show good choice one of those like where you're like damn like this is a fucked up movie like low on the lowest of keys like this shit <laughs> kind of crazy man um what other movies uh the black cauldron real rare Disney. oh shit you know what i'm saying you know what yeah, I'm bro. Oh, yeah, bro, that shit. yeah they were tweaking <laughs> that, that movie almost put disney uh disney out of business yeah because it made like no money and they invested so much into it it was like, like what was it when was that shit made like the 60s or the 70s and it was like one of the biggest budgets ever on animation at the time like the like an insane amount of money but it, it was it, right like it was I, like i think it was uh i think it was like the mid 70s to early 80s because like cause, yeah, it was like the it, early 70s like when they were pushing that animation heavy like right when it was starting to become like the disney staple like oh i like so I remember, you know, I watched the remastered version of like the VHS and I was like, this is like very crazy. Like they snapped on this shit. I've been and waiting to run that back up. Fucked up movie. It's yeah. Not the, a movie. the Horned King is like, the Horned King is terrifying. Like, guy's a savage. I always wanted to get him tatted. When I got older, I'm like, I want this dude tatted because he was such a savage. Like, <laughs> he was the most savage Disney villain, one of them. Like, yeah. I knew shit wasn't a game when I watched it when I was older. 
because I only notice it, you know, you only notice the real side of shit when you're old, like when you're a kid. Right. <laughs> when they, when he like spills the green fog and then the people who are dead turn to like undead or he like raises like undead like zombie soldiers and I'm like, this is like, this shit's scary, son. You don't show this shit to a six year old, like motherfuckers about to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was built different. I, my parents were just like, oh, Disney? All right, boom. Like, right. You know, I have the VHS, dude. I have like a, a box, a huge box of like all the VHS movies that I, I owned as a kid, which is crazy because a lot of the shit that I owned as a kid, I can't find or it broke or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, that's someone so hard. Threw, someone threw it out accidentally. So, but I have like a huge box with mad VHS in it of just mad Disney and like just shit like that, Nickelodeon shit, you know what I mean? Right. Man, I'm so mad I don't have all, cause like I had, I had a whole collection of Disney and like the orange Nick tapes and shit, like. Yeah, by was... the time, bro, by the time you like, when in like you were older, like you have so many, you're like, damn, I got their whole collection on VHS. And then shit, like mint condition, cause they were in a box in my attic forever. That's beautiful. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but what's it called? So I so like when it's so like I, as a kid, as a kid, I saw the black cauldron. I didn't like I don't know why, but I was like, yeah, this isn't all that great. I, I I don't know what I was on, but like I've been talking to my partner about it a lot recently, and they were just like, yo, like. Like, 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 yeah, like they were just like, yo, like the Black Cauldron was like my favorite Disney movie as a kid. And I was like, I was like, word, like, really? And like, I've been and like, I went back and like, I've been watching a bunch of YouTube like series that like kind of dive into like the creation of it and the history yeah. of it. And like, I really just grew a whole new appreciation for the Black, like, I want to watch it again, but like, it's not even on Disney Plus. That was like one of the like six movies they didn't put on Disney Plus. Like, I want to run that shit up again. Like, they changed the game with that shit, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you think about it in perspective in like a creative sense, you're like, yo, they really. They really slapped the world with this fucking movie, and motherfuckers really didn't appreciate it back then. But mm -hmm. when you think about it historically, you're like, God damn! Like the work that was put into this movie is admirable as hell, because it wasn't on a computer. Like they was drawing that shit. Right. You watch that shit, you're like, damn. And you know what? And you know what's crazy? It um, the Black Cauldron actually had one of the first examples of like computer generated imagery in a movie ever. Yeah. Wasn't it with like the, the blast, like the huge blast that they did and certain scenes they did it for, right? It's, it's, or was it for the whole movie? It wasn't. So it was it was like five seconds and um, they're floating through the sewer. Remember that boat they hop in when they're floating through like the muck and shit? Yeah. That boat was made on a computer. That's the only thing in the movie that was made on a computer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 gonna send you a video that like explains the whole shit. It's it's super dope. I forget who made it, but like somebody did like a whole history of the Black Cauldron. That's like, no, please send me that. Yeah, nah. Um, and oh, and on uh, one, they sacrifice Gurji. Yeah. <laughs> like, what like I, I tried to look. I tried to look it up real quick. To I'm like, why they do it to this man, yo? Oh, like, bro, my boy. They they say yeah, you gotta go, bro. Yo, oh. <laughs> yo, that so. just that just fucked me up. Like, yo, <laughs> the 
watch that movie. That shit is quite, it's shocking that they promoted that as a children's movie. Right. And um, there was another video. So like in Tokyo Disneyland, like, you know, like, so like in most in most of the Disney worlds, like Cinderella's castle isn't they don't have like a ride or an attraction in it. It's just like oh, the castle. So, oh, yeah, only so, so like in Japan, they had this thing called um, it was like a it, it was like some sort of like walkthrough ride that was like a I forget that it, it was it, it was like the magical castle mystery tour or some shit. And like it was dedicated to all the Disney villains like they trap you in the castle and you have to like and, and like you get guided through by like one of the cast members and like at the end is like this big ass animatronic of the Horn King over a cauldron and like the shit is od son like this <laughs> it, it, it not anymore it um it, um it was it was open for like i think for like a decade or maybe like 15 years like i think it closed in like the early 2000s but like like it, it was like it's it's another video i'll send it to you later but like it's like it's 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 the it's the only example of the black cauldron being used in a disney park ever and yeah, like okay yeah so i have I, someone told me something about this but i not like to like to the exact terms they were just like yo like you know they had a ride for black cauldron in japan i, I can't remember who i was talking to i had to be one of my one of my one of my best friends but that's crazy now that you I, bring, it, bring it to life fully because that sounds insane like, i would like to see that bruh yeah, nah, like, like it's, it was called the Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour. And mm. like, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it closed, it closed like years ago. But um, yeah, like that, you know, it's like the Horn King is in it. And like, they're in like, they give a kid in the crowd a sword and they let the kid point the sword at him and take him down. And shit. It, it was, That's it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, nah, they really, they really go crazy over there sometimes. Like, That's incredible. But nah, I'm a, but nah, I'm gonna send you both those videos later because yeah, like I yeah, yeah 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 like I've been meaning to rewatch the Black Cauldron. I was I was I was I was sleeping on it as a kid. Like, please, son. Um, so <laughs> on so so let's jump to the other side and talk about you coming up with music. Like, when did you when did you first fall in love? It doesn't even have to be specifically rap. It can be if you want. But like, when did you first like start to notice music as a thing that was more than just like a casual like oh it's just music playing like when did it first really grab you um when in middle school when i started just playing uh with my homie's drum set um because he he actually introduced me to the machine uh, my boy frankie uh shouts to him man that's my guy um but, you know, at that time, it's like, you know, I already had did, like, classes over time in school sometimes for different instruments to, like, not be in certain classes and shit like that. And <clears throat> already diving into it. But once I was, like, in my homie's basement with the drum set and the machine and just learning shit, and that was the first time I ever seen a, a, a drum machine type, like, kind of like an MPC, but with the computer and that shit blew my mind where I was like, oh, I like this is a whole nother level of like of this part of like hip hop music. So when I started like playing with the drum machine or, you know, the machine, actually, I'm sorry, I keep saying when I started playing with a machine as controller, you know, that's like when I was like, 
you know, oh, this is what the NPC is like. You know, this is based off the NPC. This is the shit that this guy was using. And, like, then I started doing my research and, you know, so stuff stuff like that, being in my homie's uh, basement, you know, playing video games, playing, making music and shit was, like, when I really seen it, you know, because of that controller. Right. Did you, let, let, like, at that time, were you, like, making shit or just kind of, like, playing around on it and, like, figuring it out or just kind of just, like, marveling at it? I was already making beats on FL. Um, I already knew, like, the basis of, like, what making beats is, you know, drums, sample. I wasn't that good, you know, for being honest. But right, it definitely blew my mind to see, like, that piece of equipment hit me, like, through a friend that I, I respected and made music with, you know. like So I was like, oh, shit, like, you know. Once I learned how to use it, I was like, oh, this is crazy, you know? At first I was like, oh man, you know, hyped up, like 15 years old, like, oh, this yeah. shit's crazy, yo. Like, oh, you playing the drums on it? Like, what the fuck? Like, just freaking out, you know what I mean? Really unlocked my brain, like, damn, like this shit is a, shit is a different side of music. And, you know, I was used to like being in classes playing a trumpet or I played violin and shit. And, you know, snare drum and dumb shit like that. Right. Once I got to middle school with the homies and he had an actual like setup in his basement, other homies would come by with like bass guitar and just dumb shit like that. So I was just playing around with shit, you know what I mean? Like, so that drum machine along with that, you know, that experience about being around my friends and bullshit is what really unlocked like, oh, like this is something I want to do. Right. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like that's such a, that's such an important thing to touch on because like so many people, like so many people kind of first got that first hit from um, like playing music at like school or like taking lessons or whatever, you know, you, you know, like, you know, like I, like I played piano and I played a little violin and I was, uh, um, I played djembe. Um, I was a part of a, I was a part of my school's West African drum club. Shout out to Mr. Wow. Taylor if you're out there anywhere. Wow. But like, you know, like it, it's like, thank you. Like so many people, so many people start there, and then you know, like you find something that's like, cause like I'm, I'm just thinking about this now that you said it. Like, you know, like you're like we're so used to seeing these like, like you think about music, especially somebody who plays like, yeah. like you kind of like compartmentalize it by instrument, right? And like sampling with a machine is just like taking all those parts and just like rearranging them on some collage shit yeah that's what it and made like, me realize like right was, oh like every group oh so this group i'm doing the drums on it this is the sample but like what if i like you know eventually a years later i started getting to the point where i was like oh shit like oh this got some keys and bass like let me try to add a, a horn sample on it because like right Playing music just made me realize that, like, you know, one thing I learned early with playing music in school, because I didn't do it. I didn't really do it because I wanted to. I just didn't want to be in other classes. Right. And that was the funniest shit that you I could feel do. That. So I'm like, fuck it. But I actually, I enjoyed music already. That was a given, you know? So that just kind of unconsciously fueled my understanding to, like, you know, what, what music is and the importance of certain instruments and what they do. Cause at that age I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm playing this type of violin. They're playing like a cello, like there's different 
pieces to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It made me think about music way differently. You know, when I was right. in music class in high school, I was just always like bugged out with my ideas and thoughts with the teacher and shit. Cause she would just be like, the way you think about music is crazy. Like me and my homie Rob, we made beats. So she used to just laugh at the way we would think about music. Cause we were like sample driven. We weren't fucking pianists. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> piano class. We were like, yo, we're trying to make beats. Like, but yeah. Yeah, you were the orchestra, you know? Like, you were the orchestra. <laughs> I feel like, aside from the 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 whole, like, meaning of the name being, you know, like, we think about our ideas and our concepts and we piece it together in our mind before we take action. It's like, it, that's like a funny kind of way that I look at it, too. Like, I played so many instruments throughout my life and never stuck with them, but I understand what what they all do. <laughs> like, right. and I could display that in a different art form, so or a different way musically. You know what I'm saying? So right, yeah. I I always I always love that about your name. Just, just just like the idea of like brain orchestra is just like that's just that's just cool as hell. Like even 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 without the deeper meaning, it just like sounds ill. You know, like. Fucking like brain, like like who else? Like brain orchestra? Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, thank you, bro. Nah, of course. Um, so like, so like, as you're growing up and you have this, and you have this basis with the beats and this basis with the movies and the music and everything. Like, was there ever a point? Like, when did you? Like, was there ever a point where you consciously linked film and music together in your head and kind of saw them as two things that like complement each other? Oh yeah. Uh... I can't tell you the exact, uh, well, actually, no. Um, I could tell you the exact movie that made, made me realize that. Um, what's that one movie, uh, No Country for Old Man or something? Yeah, like, the Coen Brothers joint? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's that, No Country for Old Man. Right. There's no music in that film. At wow, all. Wow, there isn't. There's oh, no shit. There's no music. There's nothing. <laughs> It's wow. just the sound of the movie. And um, um that I mean more I mean be real, I made that connection uh of media, more so media and audio, uh, audio and other types of media being connected through video games. Just through hearing like, you know, singing back a tune, like a Street Fighter tune to a homie bullshit mm -hmm. like, or whatever the fuck, like so I realized, like, that's the effect that I was like, oh, shit, like, music, you know, this shit is crazy. Because then, then you're playing video games and that shit, like, really, like, opens your mind. But movie-wise, oh, yeah. yeah, that movie that movie definitely was, like, um, definitely, like, some crazy shit. Like, just, like, no music. And then it really, you really what, gotta have to watch it. Because, like, right. music, you know, music carries a lot of the mood that's going on. You're watching a fight scene. There's some excited, you know, if it's like a shooter, it's like some rock shit. If it's like the Avengers, like some orchestral shit. Well, you know what I mean? If it's some sci-fi shit, it's like some orchestra sci-fi shit. Like those things we pay attention to, even unconsciously. And that's like, you might not be looking at the screen, but you're like, oh shit, like some, oh, it's about to get lit. Like, because there's a... <laughs> yeah. So it's a cue, we, yeah. No. It's like a cue. So you're watching this, you know, this film with no mood, with no audio in it. Oh, I mean, sorry, with no fucking music in it, 
and you pay attention to it differently. In turn, it makes you pay attention to movies with music differently, you know? So that definitely, that definitely uh, fucked me up when I watched it. I'm like halfway through, I'm like, there's no music in this shit. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm really paying attention to this shit like a hot dog. That's crazy. Yeah, you see, like, I haven't seen it in so long that I didn't even think about the fact that there's no score. And I just looked it up and, like, um, um, I looked up uh, the Wikipedia page and there's no, like, composer or, 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 yeah. or, 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 or like, anything like that. I was like, wow. Like, and, yeah, like, that's because I want to because I want to talk about the video game thing, too, because that's a big thing for me, too. But, like, shit, um, I really like I can't believe until just this second when you brought it up. There's no music in that fucking movie. That's yeah. so crazy. Like, and wow. It, 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 it turns, you know, psychologically, it changes the acting and how you're viewing the the character. Shit is real serious. Like you're watching that movie and it's like this shit is a serious film. Like they really they really nailed it on the head to make this shit some unforgiving serious shit yeah you're watching it and you're like yo this motherfucker's on a mission no music like he really he really in his bag like, right <laughs> punching holes in people's heads with the with the with the air gun yeah, and shit like goes, yeah when he goes to the when he yeah when he goes to the to the motel and like the dude flies back like he shoots him once and it's just like he flies like four feet no music though so you're just like damn you feel like you're there like shit it makes you hear it like the way it would be if you were in a room like that. And I always look at movies right. like that's really deep, but I always think about that, especially like horror movies, you know? Like mm-hmm. Yeah, not to yeah. stray away, not to stray away from what you were saying, but No, 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 no. It's all good. Like this is like this is like you know like we're having a conversation. I love this. Like uh, horror movies do that too. Like I always think about it like, yo, if I was in that position, like I'd probably be doing the same shit. Like, man, we talk right. all this shit. Like I'd be scared <laughs> as hell. Yeah, bro. It, it it makes it like it, like it makes it hyper real. Like it's it's it, it really like goes hard on the realism because like there's no music in real life. Like <laughs> you know, and 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 that you got the yeah. soundtrack playing for you, and that's choice, you know. So right, that makes the movie that much better. He decided not to have a score. It's just like really, it's just like I like I commend that as a fucking musician. I'm like I could appreciate this shit because it really makes you pay attention to it. Right. Right. But even on the flip, when you were talking about like how like, like, yeah, just yeah, just just like just like music and games in particular, like even like 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 you could go you could go from something like the Guile theme song. Right. And just like seeing people like remix like the Guile theme song and like and, and like the legacy that has and like. And like golden, how it just golden eye theme, like right, son. Like how that, like, like that shit puts you in, like, like it doesn't even just put you in the zone. It's like you hear a, you hear a noise, and like, boom, you're immediately there. You know what it is. Yeah. Like the other day, I was on YouTube, and what I suggested was like the uncompressed, like, <laughs> of the golden eye theme. And I, you know me, I got the setup, yo. I'm fucking nobody was in the crib. I fucking blast. <laughs> that shit because i was like yo this shit probably sounds so crazy yep. but then you hear it and you're like man this shit really gave like i'm listening to it and i felt like i was sitting down you know with the fucking box tv like mm-hmm. playing that shit like yo this song like really holds weight to theme and like feeling 
you know, of like what's going on in the game. Like you hear this shit, you're like, yeah, this is GoldenEye, right? Specifically 007 GoldenEye. Like, right. Like, real badass right there. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a Donkey Kong country and other right. ones, You know what I mean? Like classic Yo. like that. I just, I just, I just had that moment yesterday because somebody, um, somebody reposted the underwater music from Mario sixty four, which to me is like that's that, that, yeah, that yeah, that's just like standard shit for me. I'll like listen to that and just like and just like vibe and like um, when I they ran really, through, what you they say? Really, they really slapped on that shit. Yo, for real, and like and and like it made me think about like Sonic the Hedgehog and shit too, because like because the, like, the music in Sonic games always fucking went crazy. Like always, um, like I played through, I played through the the the, the new one, um, or the newer one, Sonic Mania, the um, um, the two D shit. Like the music they, the music they put together on Sonic Mania is just like I like I listen to it on its own. It's it's so just, it's just rare type. You're like, oh god. Yeah, that's one of your favorite uh, gaming soundtracks. Probably, um, 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 one of my favorite modern ones. Yeah, but like. That shit does go crazy. Met- Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime goes crazy. Yep. Custom Robo. I don't know if you know. About <laughs> I know. I know about Custom That's Robo. Yeah. The GameCube cut. Right. Soundtrack on that is so good. Like it's like electronic, like dance music. It's so good. Like they, yeah. I, I have an emulator on my PC, just because I I was playing the theme in my head one day, and I was like, where is this from? Like, where is this from? Where is this from? Where is this from? And, right. you know, time passes. I download Custom Robo and the shit, the fucking song plays in, like, that little arena in the starting mode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> download, I ended up downloading the whole soundtrack. I'm like, this shit is amazing. Uh, see, I feel that way about the Jesse Radio Future soundtrack. Because, yeah. like, yo, like, 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 I... That's the Dreamcast sometimes, I'm saying Yo, like, yeah, uh, like Dreamcast in Portugal, and that, yeah, that soundtrack is, yeah, stuff. Did you play? Did you play the Xbox version? Like, cause, like, cause, like, the Xbox version was the soundtrack that I was like, like, that's like that might be my favorite game of all time. That's not like a, that's not like your standard choice and shit. I played the Xbox version a couple times, but I was I was exposed to Jet Set Radio in Portugal on Dreamcast, right. And man, that was such a sick soundtrack to me. Like, and just the concept of the game was crazy. That yeah, that soundtrack made the game like so much crazier. Like, yeah, just just yeah, and it's just like added to like the DJ like warriors on on um, rollerblades type atmosphere. Like, you know, like it's just oh, just just it just it just gets me every time. That and um, and, and you want to talk about like techno shit? Somebody um, I was scrolling through TikTok yesterday, and somebody posted. You ever play Fusion Frenzy? It's, it's, it's an xbox deep cut yeah yes where you could be in like the wheel of death thing like the ball and then yeah that was a that was some shit that we abused on on everything that yeah. game was so good it's like xbox's mario party you know yeah really like for real like and there was and there was that one there was that one little game that was like you running up the tower and like if you and like you had to like duck down or like jump over the pump yeah. and like the music and that like the, the music in Fusion Frenzy went stupid crazy like snapped, snapped. and that was like a free, wasn't that like a free game you got with an Xbox sometimes it might have been I didn't own it I played I played it over at the homie's house when we were younger 
But I don't uh, know homie bought it. He said like, yeah, this is like some shit they gave with the Xbox. It might have been like a bundle thing, you know, like Fusion Frenzy, mm-hmm. and you know, with the Xbox and shit like that. Right, but either way, you know, like just the, like like the shit just goes, man. Like, oh, ugh. like, ugh. um, and then oh yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm assuming. Well, first off, shout out, shout out to Rhythm Roulette. I hope they bring it back soon. You remember, you remember Oh No's episode where he went to the game store and bought the games and different, like <laughs> flipped N64 songs. Like that shit. That is not a movie, but that's a piece of media that also changed like my whole like thing about how music could be just interpreted not nah, same like that was like I, I, that was like a watershed moment for me watching him like because it was a it, it, it was like a wcw new world order game and like uh oh my god i was like this guy is a lunatic bro yeah and, and then he grabbed like the cruising city usa shit <laughs> i was like you're, you're a fucking lunatic Showing your ass right now for no reason. Like, wow, when he did that, I was like, nah. There, I was like, this is different. Like you, you know, we could sit here and get inspired all day, but that's different. Like trying that, like you better be ready to really take that on because that that was right. crazy. You know, like it was impressive as a producer, like tying both worlds in, and I was like, fuck, this is this is different. This is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one and um Tony Seltzer sampling off the cassettes was super dope too. Like Yeah, Tony Seltzer is different, bro. Yeah, he's 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 real he's really that one, honestly. Like shout shout out to Seltzer for real. God damn. Um so wow, we 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 really covered so much ground and I haven't even asked you like half the shit I was planning on asking you. (laughs) Shit. Um what's it called? Uh so yeah, like clearly you started out with like production in mind but like when did you first decide that you wanted to like go beyond and like start rapping too or or was that a thing you were doing at the time too yeah i was gonna say rapping kind of came uh rapping came first okay you know, okay um <clears throat> i mean that was in the midst and after of like playing instruments and classes and shit we definitely rapped before anything that was you know the vocal instruments the first instrument you got you get that shit you know like you have that shit on you at all times, so right. You, you, you know, born with that. Elizabeth rapping, shit like that was very just a thing that everybody fucked with. You know, like everybody liked rap. Everybody fucked with all types of rap. So that was really the first thing. And then making beats in in middle school uh, into high school is when I I got really into like beats and stuck with beats for a while because i mean rap was cool but i enjoyed the feeling that i got from making beats and i feel like i was a lot more in like inclined you know to do it like i was like i i make beats i'm learning way faster producing music and i'm not my writing you know it's not the way i want it to be this that and the third and then you know eventually when i got when i got to a point of making very good beats and my homies would rap and be at the studio and I would freestyle and bullshit sometimes eventually like you know they would tell me like yo you gotta start doing this shit again like so I was a lot older not a lot older but older and experienced more life and shit so I was like all right like let me give it another test and the reception was pretty fire you know like when I listen back to like from the 908 and shit 
no, I love that project, but to me, it's just such a baby project compared to like the way I'm all my shit now, you know? So, right. It's, it's cool to do the balance. I'm glad that balance like works both ways, you know, like people who like beats like raps, you know? So. Right. And now nah, I'm happy you bring that up because um, I'm all like, like I always, I always think about this when it comes to like rapper producers in particular and like, like for you, like, do you, you know, like since you, like, like since you were saying that you didn't really feel like the raps were where you wanted them to be at that time. And like, you really kind of got more from beat making, like, like as you got older and you really started to pick up the pen more often, like, was it like, do you feel like, do you feel like, do you like do you feel like producing kind of helped the way you rapped and like or or, or or like or like not even helped but just like do you feel like there's a sort of like symbiotic relationship between the way you produce and rap like do they like complement or like relate to each other at all or are they like two completely separate things that you do no nah, they they definitely uh they definitely relate to each other um i feel like once i understood because that's why i didn't understand you know like when I, you know, I, I unconsciously understood that like a good, you know, you could rap on a good beat and it could take, it could do a lot of, a lot for you, you know, inspire you, get you to write better. But when I started making beats and rapping on them, my beats were like not that good. So it didn't help me uh, excel the way I wanted to on some rap shit, mm -hmm. you know? So... I think it kind of like just like once my beats got to a level that were like oh like these are like rap beats you know and I started really thinking about what I wanted to say that's when it started making like the more sense where it fuels both of them you know? right definitely and like in the spirit of that I wanna um I wanna like briefly touch on like three projects that you dropped over the course of the last couple of years that really that really spoke to me and just kind of like display you doing all that fun shit. And the first yeah. one that comes to mind for me is E Town General, which dropped uh, last year. Um, yeah. like like talk to me about like like talk to me about putting E-Town General together. Like, obviously like, you, you know, like for most people listening, you could probably guess E-Town is Elizabeth, like Elizabeth General type shit. Like, so like what, so like what, um, like talk to me about putting E-Town General together and like what you wanted to say with, with those songs. If there was anything you wanted to say other than just like, I do good shit. <laughs> like, yeah, straight up. I mean, I was more on my, uh, you know, after dropping Prefix and Prefix got some good, Got some good burn. Like that was another project that I felt like I was like, oh, this is cool, but you know, it's you know, it's common. You know, you think about, you think back on certain things, and you'll just be like, okay, you know, I could have did this a little better, like shit like that. But E Town General was like, yeah, I was writing the songs, and I felt like after I dropped Prefix, and I started like putting out vinyl and shit, more vinyl. I just started feeling like amped up, like, oh, I right, like, we got, we got something going here. Right. So I was like, in terms of those songs, I was just writing about, you know, just feeling like, yeah, like this is like, I'm about to start, this is like the start of 
what what I'm about to be doing on y'all. Oh, okay. So 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 so, 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 so like you're saying that like E Town General feels like a it's like a, it's like a bedrock type of project for like the I could see that honestly. Like yeah. it's, it's it's you know just like you on your stroll and just like really Nah, like, like seeing where you've gone since E-Town General, that makes complete sense to me. And I'm mad I didn't put it together beforehand. <laughs> that's hard, though. I like that, you know. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's how I seen it. I was like, let me let me write about how, where I feel like I'm going to be soon. Real talk. That's hard. Like, and no, and, nah, it just made all the sense once once I actually dropped then it made sense that, you know, the shit that I'm talking about in that album is happening now. So I'm like, okay. Like, it was a form of manifestation within my career, you know? Right. Nah, that, that, that's, that's, that's super valid and, like, really beautiful, you know? Like, you, you know, like, it's manifestation and then you just, you went and did it. And another, like, and then the second one, which I think also kind of, like, like, which I think, I actually can't remember whether it came before or after now, like, like, correct me. Cause I can't remember, but, um, I want to talk about the wizard scroll because I just love the concept behind it. And just like you. Yeah, wizard the- scroll <laughs> came out in, uh, 2020. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that came, oh, so that came before. What the fuck am I talking about? I think it was but- like mid, mid pandemic. Uh, I have it right here. Yeah. J- July 28th. Okay, right. Twenty twenty. I could I couldn't remember if it was like like the pandemic years. Just like it, it's oh, it's yeah, all no, just like <laughs> shit is all over the place with with that year. Yeah. But um, you know, like I remember, I remember you were like really gassed on it, and you were sending me stuff and like the the cover and a few songs and just like and just, and just like considering all the talk that we've had about like MMO and sci fi and fantasy shit, like you like like just like seeing you kind of roll that project out i could tell you were like really deep into it on not just like a surface level type of thing so like what was it like being able to like take these concepts that you love so much and like make a project around them like the wizard scroll like talk to me about that process man it was awesome and it like that was like a eureka moment for me when i came up with that idea and it made me realize like damn like so many ways that we could like show people what we like within our art you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like why don't i make a fake prequel to a video game i played on sega genesis and shit you know what i'm saying like and that shit ended up being like some crazy shit like and i had fun with it because i knew it was pandemic type shit and i was like this is something that people are gonna enjoy like they at their crib like they could actually pay attention to this shit so yeah <laughs> it's like a funny ass project yeah, no, nah, it's it, it it it's 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 like real fun and just like interactive in that way. Just like it really it really gave me uh you know it's weird like when like when you first sent it over like there like there were there were like the there were like the first like surface level comparisons to like Zelda and Dungeons and Dragons but like listening to it you ever played Jet Force Gemini before? Yo, yes, on the N64. Yeah. So like, so like for some reason, it it like it just got me thinking about like Jet Force Gemini. Because like my because because like my older cousin used to play Jet Force Gemini a lot. 
And like, I've like, I never got to play through the whole thing myself, but I watched, I watched like a lot of it happen. And just like, yeah, it's, it's just like brought me back to like that time of like marinating. I don't know why specifically Jeff Force Gemini, but like, just that was cool. You know, it gave me that feeling. Like, <laughs> yeah, my, my friend, my best friend, like me, Jeff Force Gemini, I fucking lost that shit. I don't know how. <laughs> like, like he bought, it was one of those things that he like left it, you know, you leave it at somebody's crib and then you never grab it or you play it when you're there. Yeah. And then years pass and you forget. And then it's like nine years later and you're like, Jeff Force Gemini. Oh, that shit's at Brain's crib. Damn. Like I got, I got, I got a cup. I got a couple games like that, son. I'm still, I'm still holding on to, I'm still holding on to a homie's copy of Mortal Kombat: Deadly Alliance and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for, uh, for the old Xbox. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in my house, Solomon. I'm gonna get you those games back. I promise. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I promise. I've, I've, I've been holding on to that shit for like 10, 15 years. <laughs> but um, that shit is so funny. And uh, <laughs> la- uh, and and the last project I wanted to touch briefly on is um, uh, Olive Branch with fucking also good because mm. I've I've really I've really been marinating in that a lot and I just <laughs> um, um um I just spoke on the homie Fleece Adams podcast about that at the um on um on um Envert about that last year and like oh. yeah like I really just love yeah yeah like y- y- sorry real quick fucking I'm stuttering shout out to Envert they're super dope um what's it called yeah talk to me talk to me about olive branch and like and, and like connecting with also good who you know like because because like because like you obviously like rap over other people's beats all the time but it was i feel like you two had a really cool dope connection to like how did y'all meet and how did olive branch come together shit man I remember once you know yeah hit me up to work and i was working on a project so he had like bought a verse for me and um, he bought a verse for me, and basically, it was like some dope shit. And he brought up an idea like a couple months later, like, "Yo, what do you think about doing like a four track or like a little demo and putting out on this like distribution with me?" You know, they do they do numbers this that, and the third. So I was like, "Yo, if they could cut me and you a bag, like I'm with this shit." And he managed to get them to cut the bag. And he just started sending me beats. Um, he sent me a pack and I picked out a couple and then um, made a couple tracks. We picked out like two, three, and then we needed one more. And I think that was, uh, uh, what was, because uh, I called it, I called it something different. And I always call it the name that, <laughs> um, that I called it, and it's like, hold on, I'm about to tell you right now. That's hilarious, though. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, horse push, because I called it. I called it News Twelve, but for some reason, it got called Force Push. I think I renamed it and then sent it like that. But then I was like, wait. But by the time I knew it, it was like over. Uh. So we made that last song, and then we put it out, man. And, we got really good reception, especially out in Europe, you know, like, and it, it was great to make and, and connect with him and be able to, like, like, just do some dope shit overseas and, and connect dots, you know, because now I'm about to be in Europe and we're going to 
we're like it's very, very close but we're gonna play a show together when i go to italy so right i'm just we're just weighing on like some venue information and all this extra shit you know what i mean but once we get that information then we'll be able to like post and all that so right that's hard yeah you know like that uh and yeah like you're really you're really a, you're really a traveling man about town like everywhere <coughs> excuse me um yeah just like you're just you're just like all over all the time so to see you to see you getting the jet off to go to europe and really really do the shit out there is that's gonna be beautiful i'm, I'm, yeah, man, I'm hyped you. for you it's gonna be yeah. dope. and i appreciate people like him who could like help me out because it's like you know like being indie and having to do a lot of this shit yourself connecting dots contacting people you know making making deadlines with your own shit as well as like getting people to email you back line sign up you know it's just like it's really it's a lot of stuff so people like that you know they help with the the whole traveling aspect you know they help me with having somewhere to stay getting booked getting some bread in my pocket you know what I mean? So I fuck with them heavy for that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it uh, yeah, bro. it helps you explore the world. You know, I, there's something I tell everybody as far as advice is like use, you know, use your, use your fucking phone. You know what I'm saying? And use the internet and contact people and talk to people. That's how you get to go to other places. Like we're human. The first right. thing that we love is that we could communicate with each other. Like we literally learned that throughout time, communication. So that's like key to everything, communicating with people, touching in, you know, like touching base, tapping in, making sure people are good and lining up shit, you know, wherever the fuck you're at, you know? If you wanna go somewhere and you know somebody, that's what you do, like, so. People like him, you know, they really help with that shit, you know? Right, that shit is so real. Like I've been, I've been, I've been learning that myself over the course of the last couple of years through all the various shit that I got going on. And that's, and that, and that's like, I, you, I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. Like that's like, just yeah, like communication. People, and, the yeah. real people in this shit, it comes slim, but the real people in the game in whatever game you're in, you know, whatever, uh, they're going to help you out, man. They're going to like put you in those positions. They're going to want to do cool shit, you know, and want to make dope things happen out of like believing in what you do, you know? Right. And, and yeah. Versa, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's cool. It's like, it's just vice versa. You know, you end up doing the same, like it becomes a, a working relationship and also a friendship like that works out. Everybody's winning. And even besides making music and doing all that, I have so many artistic friends that I don't even create with, but because of those like connections and staying in touch and all that yeah man right should just builds a good friendship oh for real like it's yeah because like we're all people at the end of the day like we you know like we hawk art and we have like i i i hate i hate to put it like this but like product to we, we want people to see and like you know like it like just interact with but like we're people at the end of the day and like you can tell when people are tapped in based on like a real appreciation for what you do versus just like, oh, this will be a look, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, it's <laughs> those, those first steps that you take traveling, meeting people, like those are the most important ones. You know, you set those impressions early. Right. For all the 
people that you meet and all that shit like that, you know? No, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I'm happy. Once again, you brought all that up. I got two more questions for you. And one is actually more about this, more about this, uh, about this business shit. Like you're like, like you're one of the first people I think of when I like, like when I think about like independent artists on like their business shit, because you've really, like, you really push hard for that. Like, like you've really, you've really maintained this little like ecosystem for yourself, like between like beat placements and like all the different projects you put out and just like, and it's like guest verses and just like the shit with like traveling to Europe. Like you're really, like you really, uh, you really go hard on the business tip. And it's something that I've always been really impressed by. And like, I was just wondering, like, did you, like, did that take time for you to develop that kind of like acumen and like just perspective or like was that something you came into music with like i want to turn this into a business like i know that's no, kind of like an esoteric like, question that, no that's fine it's definitely definitely <laughs> something you learn over time and i was only able to learn it you know because i was blessed to be around the right people you know my ogs like fat blood and gene from horror or gene and Edie, the whole jersey clan respectfully shout out yeah, like the whole shout out to my people because that that whole group as a exodia of different types of groups is just a complete package of all of that. Everything that you need to know, you know, if you're really observing, you're like, oh, this is like character and taste and good, good art and like relatability, like all in one, like. And I mean, it's biased because I'm from Jersey, you know, so it's right. whatever. That's why I learned it from. And then Fat Blood being the OG, you know, shout to my OG. He the GOAT because he really, he, you know, as a visual artist, you know, live visual artist and prop designer and just direct art director. Like he's just a bunch of shit in one. He really showed me the way. Um, as far as business as an independent artist and how you make this work. He's a little bit older, so he has been in those mid-2000s working with people who were coming up when the internet was scarce, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's one of those things where he really showed me, like, yo, move with the internet, but also remember these, like, key things you need to do as an independent artist that keep people, like, in tune like you could drop a great song great visuals that's great but how are you how are people collecting your shit how are people talking about you outside of a digital link outside of a youtube video you know what i mean you need to like do the merch and all of that shit and he showed me the way of doing it without a label you know basically because that's the type of people he worked with right he came up with people like that like who had to do everything on their own like you know so right it becomes, it becomes one of those things like really hits you where you're like damn you know you learn all this shit and really makes sense to like what a grind really is and what a hustle really is you know to be able to be in a hundred percent in control of what you do like no like now you know, I've always been in control, but things have been at a really dope point where, you know, I have great supporters and it's growing and 
I'm really looking at like my shit and like, and I'm like, damn, like this is like, you know, I really made this shit happen with, with, with good people around me, you know, the artists and features and, you know, all of that shit, no matter what project it is, every time it feels like that, you know, right. Like, oh, so, right, we doing something right. It's a whole head bust for real. Like it's, it's, it's just like, yeah. You know, so once like, I realized that I was like, oh, I got to, you know, I'm not claiming to be holding a torch of any kind, but I know what I'm doing. And I know people, 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 people see that shit, you know, my supporters and, and other artists and, and so many of my friends have helped with getting their first record pressed. And that shit's amazing to see. Like when, you know, your friend got his first record, like that's some real serious shit. You can't really right. go, be, can't go beyond that. Like, that's like, to me, like, that's like the final piece of the puzzle and shit. It's real easy to put your shit on online for free, but are you willing to like invest and show people that they should take you serious? You know, that's what Fat Blood taught me. Like you could be popping online, but how many people do you know that are popping online that is really getting a bag? And you know, it's not about like making money and getting rich and shit. I don't even care about like getting rich. And I never made music thinking like money would be like one of those things. Like obviously you think about it, but it ain't one of those things. It just kind of just happens. But the right. fact that people support it is what allows me to keep putting out amazing quality shit that people, they're going to keep supporting and can't deny because they, they like what I'm doing and they could relate they could relate to it. That's what it is. They could relate to it beyond a social media presence and shit. Like, right. people could go over somebody's crib and they're like, yo, have you heard this shit? I don't think you heard this shit. And it's like an art piece, man. Like, you know, and that's how I treat everybody's record. The piece of art that I buy is like, shit is like a whole piece of art in itself. Like, you know, so, but that's where, that's where it really, you know, the, the business shit really came in after when I put out my first record and was like, oh, fuck, like people are actually buying the shit. Like, shows <laughs> like signing them, like signing a record. Like I was like, and I went, and I'm not, and I'm not even super popping yet like that. But at that time, when from the 908 dropped, like, you know, I didn't even have this, the support system I have, like that grew, that it, that grew into what it is now, you know. So just to feel that was like, oh, this shit, this, this is the, this is what I gotta keep doing type shit. Like, you know, people appreciate this shit. Like they appreciate the hard work. So, right. Yeah, that that and and like that shit is really, 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 really priceless. Like. I um I, I um um I can yeah like real quick before I ask my last question like I had mm -hmm. um I had a similar experience um I went to uh, I went to go see um I went to go I went to the Red Veil show in Brooklyn that happened Ooh. last weekend it was it was hard the kid is crazy wait wait and, wait Chris Patrick yeah yeah right yeah right yeah right with Chris I saw yep. videos man son that shit was lit it was it great. Was, crazy he like it, it, it was my first time meeting chris in person because like because like he and i've been he and i've been good for a while but like yeah just like really beautiful to see all of them do that but like people at the show came like 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 shout out to everybody who's listening right now who came up to me and like told me that you like my podcast like that because like i gotta tell y'all like that was like like, like i want to tell everybody now like that was the first time that that had happened to me at a show and like to have like my man Garrett, shout out to Garrett. He came up to me and said, like, I look forward to your podcast every week. And I was like, 
I like almost started crying. I was like, what do you mean you look forward to my shit every week? Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's like, it's just crazy being it's out crazy of the world. Feeling, man. I'm, ha- like, I'm happy you got to, to experience that. I've, thank you. That's amazing, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I just, you know, like, we're like, we're nothing. Like, I say all of that to say that we're nothing without the people who support us. You know, like, exactly. they're exactly. like, like, they, they, as much as I love doing what I do, like y'all are the reason that I'm here and we're here. So um, thank you for ev- everybody who's ever reached out with kind words and donated and whatever, like just like you guys sharing and supporting means the world. So thank y'all like from both of us, like. <laughs> Straight up. Cause that's like the realest shit ever. You know, I, I made it, I made a tweet about that. You know, like you gotta appreciate the people that keep you up in this shit, you know, and that's your fans yeah. and your, your supporter. Well, you're really your supporters, people tapped in, you know, like, you know, that, that type of shit definitely, it means the world when someone is, when someone comes up to you and they express, like, they see the hard work and they can feel it. And you're like, that shit hits your soul. Like, fuck yeah. Like I'm doing something right here. <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's, it's like, I, yeah, I can't even describe it. It's it's just it's something else. Um, and yeah, like last thing I wanted to touch on. Obviously, you got Big Brain coming out. Like it'll be it it'll have been out by the time this episode drops. But like, congratulations! Like <laughs> you you you've been you've been you've been going up promoting that shit. So like so, so like real quick before we before we sign off, like talk to me about Big Brain and like putting it together and like what it means to you and like what like what is Big Brain. Yeah, Big Brain is a uh, just a very raw, well put together explanation of where I feel I am and where I feel I'm going in a full length album. You know, I never dropped a full length album, so I really wanted to show people like how I could range with my beats and the way I transition all my my songs in this album. Because that's one thing I take, you know. Uh, into consideration like the way you're going to listen to it and how it's going to play out for you you know and everybody's perspective is different on it which is like my goal you know so i want people to listen to this shit front to back and you know to see just see what i'm trying to say about myself and how i feel about whatever the climate of music and where i feel i'm gonna be and you know, just creating it, creating it was the key thing to it. It's like, it's a pandemic album, you know? I made it mainly through like, I started writing songs for it, you know, without like the idea of an album, like right before the pandemic. So I spent that whole, you know, year and a half or like a year and a year and some change, almost a half, a year and a half, you know? And oh wow, working on an album making tons of songs and eventually saying like, yeah, like top of 2022, like I want to drop a, like a full length album, you know, like I want to really hit them over the head with, with the full length album top of 2022. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, I did drop message to you and my persona, right. you know, E-Town general, but that was through like Copenhagen crates. And those are like songs that 
I was fucking with, but I liked the way they sounded together. So I was like, let me just put it for this tape. And then I'm gonna keep working on this album because I had just material that sounded the way cohesively, the way it was coming together was like really sounding like, oh, this is album shit. Like I'm making right. like different shit now. So, you know, that was really the creation process. Like, all right, let me let me tell y'all how I've been feeling through this shit and where I feel like I'm about to what what I feel like I'm gonna be on after I release this shit or, you know, not directly, but just from here on out, like the type of mindset I'm in and what type of level it I'm trying to take it to, you know, like Yeah. Hell yeah. Like and like I can't wait to hear it. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm real hyped to give it a listen and just like really just sit with it and just like yeah you know like i don't have any more questions but you know just like see see like seeing the journey that you've been on over the course of the last two years and just like seeing where you're about to take it and everything like you know and 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 like i've really i've really been leaning into jersey pride a lot these last like four or five years in particular and like yeah. it's just like it's just amazing to see so many people not even just from my state but from like my specific neck of the woods just like really come up and like make it and make an impact you know like between you and people like chris patrick and just like just like all the homies your mystery guests fucking olive and bar like shout out to olive and bar and sharif and you know just like just like every like like just like jersey in general like on every in, in every aspect is going crazy right now but like but, but you know, you know, like I've like I've known you for a bit. You're a real good dude. You make great fucking music. Like, and it's just, I'm just happy for you, son. I'm just happy to see good people go and win. You know, so like, congratulations and like, thank you again for taking the almost two hours to just like talk to me about bullshit. You know, like, oh, this is great. I love this type of stuff, man. This is like what I'm always for. Like, sit down, good conversation. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.